Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 15 about Kennedy Space Center. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get the most out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week, our episode is sponsored by Viator. Viator is your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do, especially in the Sunshine State. You can find discount tickets, exclusive behind-the-scene tours, skip-the-line access, and so much more. Plus, you can reserve now and pay later with Viator's free cancellation and flexible payment options. Start booking your Florida activities now. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash Viator to get started. So this week, we're going to talk about Kennedy Space Center. Woohoo! But before we talk about Kennedy, I what have you got? I have a really good one this week. What do you got? So <clears throat> I think that one of the most important things I have to think about when I'm planning my trips anywhere is laundry. I know like laundry, you can't, you can't get rid of it at home. You can't get rid of it on vacation. You always have to do laundry. You wear your clothes, right? So I suppose, I mean, we're not going to any nudist camps yet. (laughs) Not yet. No. And we all love doing laundry so much, but when you're traveling, um, whether you're in a hotel or a camper and and you have to do your laundry, you need to plan ahead. What are you going to do with all of that laundry? Whether you're going to store it in your wherever you're staying, or are you, is there a laundry facility there? Is there a, you know, a laundry mat where you can drop some coins in or drop off laundry, but plan ahead and look at what kinds of uh, ways there are for you to either do laundry or store your laundry. I hate thinking about that. So do I, but boy, it is so much better than getting there and having, not having thought about it. Well, that, and if you at least plan like for a week trip, if you plan what and where you're going to do laundry, you can pack less. Yes, you can. You know, for a family of five or four, you know, you've got four people wear jammies at night, right? You put your pajamas on and the next day you've now got four sets of pajamas. Pajamas. (laughs) That's a lot. Even for just one night. Yes. And then you've got all your clothes from the day before. It ends up being at least a storage issue. <laughs> exactly. Like we said, packing. Packing. <laughs> yeah. Christina, I think you're forgetting something. I don't know. What am I forgetting? What are you? Don't forget your sunscreen. Oh, geez. You took my line. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, so we're talking about Kennedy this week, right? And I have to ask you, Tanya, I mean, are you like a space nut or something? Why Kennedy? (laughs) Okay, so honestly, no, I am not a space nut. And the reason I wanted to talk about Kennedy Space Center is I feel like this is one of those places that if you grew up in Florida, you grew up with the space program being such a big part of the eastern coast Titusville area, the space program and Kennedy Space Center and Cape Canaveral, all of that was constantly in our minds, especially in the late 60s and 70s and 80s and beyond. But it was never something I wanted to do. And we decided to book a trip to Kennedy because I feel like, okay, this is this is Florida. It's a big part of Florida history. You know, just like New Yorkers don't go see the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) I figured I needed to go see the rockets at Kennedy. But I I do have some connections to Kennedy Space Center. So but before we talk about kind of like the Space Center and the Visitor Center and all that, I want to, can I tell some stories? Of course. Story time with Tanya. <laughs> Should I sing a little intro for you? Oh, yeah. Can I make you do that? No. Put you on the spot? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> okay. So a couple of my stories, even though I'm not a space nut, um, my dad was always very interested in the space program. He was in the Navy in the 60s and 70s. In fact, he is a uh, retired Navy. And one of his fondest stories is how he was on a ship when they picked up 
one of the Apollo one capsules. So, you know, when you, that is super cool. It is cool. So, you know, you, they, they launched the rockets into space and this is, I think we grew up, we're so used to the space shuttle Mm -hmm. and we're so used to that space shuttle coming back. But But during his time, they had a whole different setup, right? Those rockets didn't come back. You had the capsules that came back and they were these cone shaped capsules and often landed in the ocean. So who's going to go pick out, pick up something in the ocean? The Navy. Mm -hmm. So he has all of these great pictures of them picking up and retrieving the capsule. He has pictures of that stuff. He does. I didn't even think of that. That's so great. It's really, really cool. So he loves bringing these pictures out. Anytime we talk about the space program, anytime we talk about (laughs) NASA, he, oh, I've got pictures. Let Mm. me show you. Of course he was (laughs) proud of that, right? Exactly. But the other thing I wanted um, to tell you, again, with my, my dad and my mom, they drove across the country. They, they live in Michigan. I've always lived in Michigan, but they drove out west one year. And they drove and they took their motorcycle and they rode around on their motorcycle Your out west. parents are so cool. <laughs> I'm going to tell them you said that. <laughs> and they camped everywhere. It was, I think they did a lot of tent camping and they did South Dakota, North Dakota, and whatever else is beyond all of that. But there was one night they spent in a hotel. Do you want to know why? Why? So they could have a television. Do you want to know what they watched? I'm going to guess a shuttle. Not the shuttle. The man landing on the moon. (gasps) Oh, oh, yeah. That was such an event, right? When When they landed on the moon and it was a televised event, everyone watched it on television. Honestly, the exploration during that time was so much higher than now it's like everyone just sort of knows oh the shuttle launches everyone's going to space blah 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 it was such a big mm -hmm, deal yeah so they talk about how yeah they drove out west and they camped all over the place but there was one night they spent in a hotel so that they could watch the man landing on the moon so they could have a television yeah so cool and what a neat story it is a neat story i like that story Story time with tanya dun 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 no no that's terrible So we went to we went to Kennedy Space Center. This was a Christmas present to my children. I like to try to give them travel experiences, not just things. And uh, my son is more of a space nut. He and my daughter likes space, not necessarily NASA and the space program. So we thought this was a great trip to take them to. So Kennedy Space Center is uh, open to the public and they are operating safely and um, they're located in Titusville. It's Titusville on Merritt Island. The Kennedy Space Center and where they launch the shuttles are two different places. You're not going to be right up next to where the shuttle launches are. That's not open to public. However, you can see where they launch the shuttles from the visitor center. So you drive into the visitor center and there's all these things to do. Um, the first thing you see when you go into the, into Kennedy is a rocket garden. Can you imagine what a rocket garden is? Yes. I, I've been to Kennedy one time and it actually wasn't all that long ago. And I remember that the rocket garden, I think it's so impressive because these rockets are towering above you. They're easily three stories high, if not bigger. And you get to see what those rockets were like the Apollo space mission, what they would have launched 
into the air. And it's, these are all replicas because, of course, those rockets were not meant to be reused. It's abstract to think about what a rocket actually looks like or anything that goes into space actually looks like. So when you see these things in front of you and it's like brings this abstract um thing yeah. <laughs> to, to light. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, even, they have other, th- you know, not just rockets, but all these abstract, what does that look like? What could that possibly be like? And it's in front of you and you're like, oh, no, I get it. Yes. Yeah, so when you go and you stand next to it and you can't even fit the whole rocket into the frame of your camera right. to take a picture and get the kids for scale, it's massive and impressive and awe-inspiring. I think that's what I ended up taking away from this experience is how inspiring NASA was mm-hmm. and is still to this day. That there's brains that thought oh of th- doing these things, oh of building and how to build and how to make it work. And how do you make something that big launch all the way to space? I can't even get those little, uh, you know, the little rockets that you make that explode <laughs> in your driveway. You know, the, it's, it's the liquid. Yes. Yeah, I can't even get those to work right, much less launch something into space. Exactly. Did you watch the movie Hidden Figures? No, uh, actually, it's on my list. Okay, mm-hmm. it's really good. And it is, it's it's a really good look into the history of how this happened and the math that it took to get there. The math astounds me. The math and the science and the physics and all of it. So right next to the Rocket Garden is a, a an exhibit. So when you walk into Kennedy, let me back up. You walk into Kennedy, there's the rocket garden, and then there's all these separate buildings. But largely, you are walking around outdoors unless you go inside. It's like an open air museum. Makes me think of the Smithsonian a little bit. Like each little section has its... It does. It has separate sections. Mm -hmm. So you're not just walking in one big museum the entire time. You're going from building to building. It's Florida. It's nice. It's lovely out. They did have mask requirements and hand sanitizer everywhere. We felt safe. We felt like it was clean while we were there. We were fortunate. It was not very crowded. Fortunate for us, not fortunate for them, of course, because they need to do business. But um, right next to the Rocket Garden, there is an exhibit called Heroes and Legends. I really liked this one because it talked about all of the things that go into making someone want to be an astronaut or making someone want to work on the space program. So it had inspiration and it had all of the rocket toys from the 50s. And it had ingenuity. I can't say that. Ingenuity. There you go. That one. Got it. (laughs) And what it takes to conceive of these things. It had some of the history, like Jules Verne books and talking about, you know, um, from the earth to the moon. Oh, yeah. All these things that were conceived of a hundred plus years ago. I love it. And it had a replica of the mission control in Houston, which mm-hmm. was really neat to look at. So it has all of these things. Is that, that go the one? Into... Is that that? Is that what you're. Stop it. I guess. Yeah. Start over. Rewind. Is it where you walk <laughs> in the room and they reenact it? They have the, the figures in there and they're reenacting a lot. Um, one of the Apollo launches? There weren't 
when you talk about figures, are you talking about live no, people? No, they okay. were they were like robots. Yes, and they were, yes, that's the, that. It okay. is. It's yeah. It's so you're. It's like you're just standing in mission control. Yeah, and you're and watching the, it happen in front of you. Excitement and the intensity that goes into it, and the nervousness, and is this going to launch? And yeah. will this work? Yes, it's and all it's, the anticipation. And it's set up like it's the '70s or the '60s, and they're like exactly. wearing those clothes, and the phones are there, and it's it is a really cool experience, and you watch them go from you know just as the pre-launch happens and all that so that's in the heroes and legends section that is in the heroes and legends section and so we're talking history though right Mm -hmm. and we don't i don't think we look at kennedy space center as being history because it still happens we still have shuttle launches we still have rocket launches we don't think of it as part of history but this is it's part of our recent history it's not as old as st august right that was the pioneering history back then and oh now it's the <laughs> exactly that was you know the new frontier right is space and then in the legends uh the heroes and legends they also have a hall of fame so you can see all of the uh, astronauts that are in their hall of fame you can see the different shuttle and Missions, I should say, because rocket launches, Apollo 1, Apollo 2, uh, and so much more Mm -hmm. beyond that. You can see that in the Hall of Fame. Then we went back outside and we went to the Journey to Mars. So when you were there... I don't think I remember that section. I think that might be newer because what did we just do a yeah. couple of weeks ago? Yeah. We, I, we landed another rover, rover on Mars. And in there, you have presentations talking about what they want to do in Mars, what in Mars, on Mars. Pretty sure it's the on. Colonization that they're looking at. How can we survive on Mars? What can we build on Mars? Why we want to go to Mars? All of that is in the journey to Mars. And then you also see the replicas of the rovers. And again, just how big they are. They're uh, so much bigger than what you see on TV. You don't have it to scale because there's not someone standing there right next to you. So you get to see the robots as as they are (laughs) out there in exploring Mars. I have to tell you really quick. I got to ride in a lunar rover. I did space camp and I got to... In Huntsville? No, here. Oh, okay. Yeah, here. I did it here and I got to drive the lunar rover. It was really neat. Oh, that's fun. I mean, not quite the same as... Well, talk about space camp for a minute. Tell me what that was. So we just did a a day camp, space camp, and we got to do, um, they have the the little machine. It's the gravity machine where you have to try to stop it and control it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How hard is that? That was actually um, back before I got motion sickness, so that wasn't so bad. (laughs) Um, It was really hard, and none of us were able to do it. Um, And then I got to try on a space suit, which, of course, I was, you know, I'm only five feet tall. And the one I tried on was the size of a six foot four man. But it was like it was just neat to see what they what it felt like to put that on and what all was involved in that suit. And I, I mean, I don't remember all of it, but it was it was quite involved. And we got to do the lunar rover. And I mean, they showed us everything from the tiles and the heat on the tiles. And uh, it was, it was actually quite a unique little camp. And for, for just a day camp thing, it was, it was worth the experience. I would say any, any kid in, in science classes, that would be a great trip. Was this when you were in Mm -hmm. high school then? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So they do still have space camp. You can go to Camp Kennedy Space Center. I just looked it up because Uh I, we obviously didn't go there because we were just there for a day trip. Um, but it looks like they have 
a yeah. lot of the same things. You can do a day thing. You can do a week long day camp experience. Yeah. It says, and they have different. They have different types. I think they even have like a. Um, I'm not. I'm calling it the wrong thing, but sort of like a, the astronaut bound kid versus the I just want to try out space camp bound kid you know it is there's a week long there's a three day there's a camp after school and I think yeah just a one day a one day camp as well and then there's also something where you can be an astronaut for a day yeah that's what I was thinking astronaut for a day (laughs) but it's more like um the experiences are are different and so if you wanted to try multiple things you're going to get a different experience every time you do it yeah Yeah, exactly. No kidding. So that's a, I mean, if you are in, if you're visiting the Florida area and you're looking for something entirely unique to do, you can't do that anywhere else except for maybe Huntsville, Huntsville. (laughs) where you can actually go to space camp. I know they no longer do overnight programs, but it's easy to stay nearby and Hey, you know, parents, you can grab off a and- grab a, a spot at the beach and go drop the kids off at space camp for the day and uh, let them learn. I mean, what a what an amazing! I have to say, it was definitely one of those burned in my memory type experiences. Really, I love being able to say that I did those things because you know how many kids my age had done that. Exactly, that's not something even my kids have done. There wasn't that option, right? Um, so they are still doing space camps mm-hmm. from what it looks like on their website. Those don't appear yeah, don't, to be closed. I was going to say, I don't know if they're, I didn't, I didn't look in to see if they were open or not, but so there you go. They're open. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, like I said, you can do an astronaut training experience. You could be an astronaut <clears throat> for a day. And I, this is also, this is for adults. So even adults can go space camp. <laughs> And do that for a day. If you are an adult, you should definitely, if you are even thinking about it, try it because it's so fun. And it is, it is a separate ticketed event Mm -hmm. attraction, um, but it is an all, it's a four to five hour program. And probably gives you access to the rest of the place. I would imagine. I would imagine. Oh, no, it does not include admission. Oh, wow. Okay. So... However, again, even if you didn't want to see the exhibits or if you've seen the exhibits before and you want something more, right? go for an astronaut training. There you go. How cool is that? So the next thing I want to talk about is what really blew me away and, and made me in awe of Kennedy Space Center. And that is where they show you the space shuttle Atlantis. Mm-hmm. They take you through, you go into a building, you are actually walking under the rocket boosters and the fuel tank. And again, massive. Yeah. Massive. Abstract thought in in any other, unless you walk in that room, that's not even possible to imagine. It is at least three stories tall. I should look that up. We should find out how tall those are. Um, But you walk into the building and then you watch a movie. In the movie is a recreation of why they decided to do the space shuttle. They wanted the vehicle to be able to go back and forth to the moon, back and forth to this, um, eventually the International Space Station, and they wanted to be able to have something that they could reuse. And it, so they had this thought in 19... So I, I'm going to have to look at the dates too. I, I had this, I knew this as we were going in, I watched the dates as they went by, but it was definitely years in the making in the seventies where they talked about why they wanted to do the space shuttle, why they wanted to have this vehicle go back and forth to space. You watch this movie and then you come into the separate room 
where you see a shuttle launch. And this room is neat. It's almost 360. You have panels. Um, oh, the on, screen, right. Yeah, yeah, you have panels on the side of you and you watch. And it's it's like you're standing in the Florida wetlands and you can see the shuttle off in the distance. And you can see the ground start shake, to shake. Yeah. And you can see the smoke billow out from underneath the rocket. And then all of a sudden you hear, you know, the countdown and you hear liftoff and you hear the sound. It's that surround sound feeling. It's very immersive. Uh, it's not 360 because it's not all it the way go around behind you, you right, yeah. right? But you just you feel like you're right in the middle of that it. That feel thing is real. Like if you live in Central Florida, even wow. all the way over by us, that that the feel of that rocket is real. Like it's it's loud. It does shake. It, it breaks the sound barrier. Yep. You hear the boom. Yep. I have to tell you something, Tanya. Yes. You were sort of close. Oh. The shuttle measures 122 feet long and 56. 0.67 feet high. 56 feet high. That's huh. five stories. Oh. Almost six stories. See, I have no depth perception. Apparently. That's a 10 foot floor, which is a, an office yeah. building. And wow. uh, its wingspan is 78 feet. Thank you for looking that up. You're welcome. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, do you even understand what standing next to a five story shuttle I feels next like? to it and still didn't understand how big it was. <laughs> yeah, it. The, the height of the full shuttle stack, including the external fuel tank, is 184 feet. Wow. I, That's I, insane. I, I'm blown away. I, I, I stood there. I'm still blown away. 4.5 million pounds. Oh, that's, that's heavy. Yep. I'm and you lift. got to stand in the same room as it. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So you watch this movie. You watch the totally immersive movie. The shuttle lifts off. And then the next thing you know, the screen lifts. And there's the shuttle. Dang. It gave me chills. Yeah. And it is. Dramatic. The, it is. Oh, it's so dramatic. <laughs> but it's one of those where I, this is why I prefaced this. I'm not a space nut. I'm mm -hmm. not. I was not interested in it as much. I you know, I knew it was part of history, but it wasn't something I followed closely. And it's awe-inspiring to stand there and even watch for the non-space nut, <laughs> even for the non-space nut. So this is why I would recommend going because I felt amazed by it, and the fact that you are—you're looking at the actual shuttle that launched into space. You can see the a little bit of the wear and tear on it you can see inside of it you walk all the way around the shuttle it's just it's there for you to see so it's this massive however tall building yep shuttle seven <laughs> stories it's laid out on its side for you to see and then you can go all around this is an, another interactive exhibit they have where you can sit and pretend as if you're in a shuttle launch so my kids did that they sat in uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to do this cause I feel a little claustrophobic and motion sick. So I sent them to go do the space launch experience. So they sit there and try to control things. So that is something they can do. That's not an extra cost. That was like an attraction, a ride we did where you jump down the chute to get out of the shuttle with, so it's a giant slide <laughs> that takes you down. I did that part. There are, uh, replicas of the Hubble telescope. Mm -hmm. In there, again, you just, you, you hear a telescope and you think of these things that you stick on your, your desk, but this is the big Hubble telescope that can see 
all of our planets. So there's a replica of that. There is so many exhibits that tell you every little thing that goes into that shuttle and that goes into getting into space. I'm talking everything down to the toilet. They even have a replica of what the space toilet looks like and how you would use it while you're there. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they show us that at space camp too. Like you get to walk up to it and like see the whole setup. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I think I said this wrong earlier. It's 122 feet long. Doesn't that mean when it's standing up, it's 122 feet up? Yes. That no. One? No. Wide. Wide. So, so 100. Okay. Wingspan. So, but 56 feet high would be it standing up. Okay. High, so yes. I didn't say it wrong. <laughs> See, I knew what I was talking about. I was just testing you. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that out later. So we don't want people to think you were wrong. I was, I can, I'm usually, I'm usually stumbling and wrong, but there we go. Uh, so we walked around the space shuttle Atlantis area quite a bit, and we spent a lot of time in there. The other things that we did while we were there, they do have a planet play. Of course. For the little kids. However, my big kids Wanted actually. Wanted to play. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> they, it's, you know, it's a giant jungle gym type of area. However, there are interactive games in there. They built constellations by stepping on the different stars and where they would go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It makes me think of Epcot a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, They had these interactive elements in there. Of course, they had places to climb and for, especially for the little kids to blow off steam. Yeah. Um, Have some fun that's on their level. Exactly. And if you are going there for the day, Don't worry, you can eat while you're there as well. We ate at the Orbit Cafe. It's standard theme park style food. It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. We had, you know, pizza and mac and cheese and chicken and uh, beers. Oh, there we go. There it is. Oh, dang, Tanya, you went 25 minutes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing I want to talk about is the shopping. I've never seen so much merchandise. You can definitely get astronaut ice cream there, can't you? I think you can. <laughs> yes, you can. I, I. They say it's the largest NASA store where you can get all the merchandise. It is. It's a huge space shop. Space shop? Sure, we'll say that. Space shop. I'll go with that. <laughs> I concur. It's a space shop. Everything you can imagine from model rockets to all kinds of clothing to... Um, puzzles and books about the space program, books about different astronauts and all your typical standard um, souvenir type fare. Perfect. So I was impressed by their shopping as well. Well Well-rounded shopping adventure. Yes. So I, I enjoyed going. That's amazing. I, you know, it's funny because, um, is that, that's That's, your last, that's, that's it. That's yeah. Go. I feel like, I feel like Kennedy is a very typical Florida thing to do, um, not just for people coming to Florida, but in Florida in general. It's sort of like, like you said, the Empire State Building and what New Yorker has been there. But really, it's one of those places that as a Floridian or as someone visiting Florida, you should make an attempt to visit there. Um, I have a story of my brother. See, at story time with Christina. Oh, there we go. It's not it's <laughs> not a huge story, but he was coming out here for work one one weekend and he was like, hey, I'm going to go watch the shuttle launch. 
I'll pick you up. We'll drive out there and watch the shuttle launch. And, you know, we drove out there. We had a little food. We sat on uh, in the car on the side of the road. I've done that. Basically across the water from the launch. And we watched it launch. And it was just this great experience I had, a memory I've made with my brother, and, and a Florida thing to do, to go sit on the side of the road. Everyone should drive out to Kennedy once and, and watch something launch. I know, you know, it's, uh, the space program has changed a little about what we launch here, but we still launch, and it is worth a trip out there to see the things. That- and that's just it. I think we all, all have gone out to see a launch. We should all make sure we go out and visit the visitor center yes. as well. Yes. Christina, I think it's time for our Florida Featured Product of the Week. Each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. This week it's all you. This week we are featuring the Key Lime Pie Company. Yum. Enhancing this effect is the ah, eclectic (laughs) Key West and island lifestyle feel of the decor around you as you gaze up on the selection of Key Lime beers, Key Lime cooler cookies, Key Lime candies, Key Lime candles, chocolates, pretzels, wines, and a selection of over 500 different, get this, hot sauces. That's so much stuff. I only thought they made... Pie. pie. <laughs> I had no idea they made all of those other things. They also have grilling sauces and marinades. <gasps> Yum. Yeah. Uh, this fresh locally made, they have gator jerky and python jerky. Python jerky. What is python? Please don't are, tell me that. I, that I is- mean, are these the pythons we're, we're capturing in the Everglades? And, I don't I mean, know. they got to go somewhere. <laughs> it's made with a slight smoky flavor, light spicy finish. They offer, this is cool too, they offer daily wine tastings and they have tours of the facility because they, it's an attraction and it's, it's thought of as a working gourmet production facility. I want to go. Let's go. Let's go. Although they, key lime beer, I might might actually like that if it. I liked it. So in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Titusville and I'm going to tell you about some key lime beer. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to convert me. I know. (laughs) Oh, where can we find the Florida travel pod? Florida Travel Pod can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. And you can find all the things that we talked about in two locations. That we have everything in the show notes in your favorite podcast player and at floridatravelpod.com slash blog. You can check that out for the full details. Or you can also reach out to us by email at hello at floridatravelpod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This helps others discover our content. Additionally, you can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. Our supporters will get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more depending on your level of support. Plus, we'll have some surprises along the way. Your support allows us to give you the best content from the Sunshine State. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Stay sunny, everyone.